Welcome, everybody, to Attorneys Are Human 2, Episode 22, From the Firehouse to the State House, featuring Florida State Representative Joe Casella. I'm your host, Steve Wallace. We're joined by our co-host, Selena Music. We are both of the Wallace Law Group. Let's get right to it. We have a true privilege. We have Representative Joe Casella of Boynton Beach, Florida. Morning, Joe. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? We are great. Great. We're happy to have you. Good to be here. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. So I have a tinge of a New England accent. So if you could just let our listeners know where you grew up and, and just a little bit about your educational and your professional experience before you took the foray in the shark-infested waters of politics. And how you ended up in Florida. There's always a story behind it. Uh, I grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts, central Massachusetts. I joined, I was privileged to uh, be able to join a professional fire uh, fighting um, in the city, and 30 plus years, I was a, a firefighter in Worcester, Massachusetts. So it was quite a, an experience, it was a great career, and uh, went by all too fast. Uh, I'm a product of a vocational school education. I attained an electrician's uh, license, I was an electrical contractor, I had a small business, two or three trucks on the road, doing uh, residential and light commercial work. Um, along with the firefighting duties. Uh, after retiring, previous years, we used to come down here uh, in Florida and uh, vacation, golf and the beach, obviously, uh, for many years with a lot of my firefighting friends. And uh, one slushy March day, I looked at the wife and I said, we, we gotta go, and we gotta go. So we've been here about a dozen years now. It's, it's been a great uh, move on our part. Excellent. So yeah, I did, just as a little aside, I went to college in Brandeis in, in Waltham, oh. Massachusetts, which is not that far from Worcester, and right. I, I saw a bunch of great concerts at the Worcester Centrum. I remember I saw oh, yeah. Def Leppard, and I saw Rush, so a lot of good classic rock I did. You see, Pretty awesome. Frank Sinatra opened up the, the Centrum down here. I saw Frank Sinatra, oh, wow. Andre Bocelli, those type of people. That's, that's my crowd. That's amazing. No, but that's amazing. You we saw love that Frank stuff. Sinatra? Holy yes. cow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. So you, you spent many years in New England. So obviously, my seminal question, I'm just foraying the pop culture question. Who is your favorite Boston sports hero? I think my favorite uh, was probably, I've got a couple of them to tell you the truth, because okay. we were so blessed to have so many great sports teams up there. There's some real leaderships on all of them from the Red Sox, Jastrzemski, if you can remember that, yep. uh, to John Havlicek and uh, the Celtics and uh, Bobby Orr to the Bruins. So I grew up all in that era there, and uh, it was always a treat to, to turn on that TV and watch them. You keep it classic. So yeah. just, just a follow-up question that, how many tears did you shed when the Red Sox uh, won the World Series in 2004? <laughs> it, it was the most unbelievable experience. In fact, I had that pitch. My wife uh, got it all framed up for me and all the players. I got it hanging up in my office now. And it was un it was unbelievable to have been following the team's sports for so long and actually see the, uh, the come to uh, fruition like that. It was really exciting. What do you think Excellent. about all these new young players? I can't keep up with them, the names on it, 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 you know, it seems like I'm old school and being down here, I probably don't follow them as closely as I did, obviously, every day in the paper up there or on sports news. Every once in a while, I'll look, I'll pick up a name here or there or see where they're standing. Okay, great. So you were tired of the cold. 
So you and, you and your wife made the big jump to Florida. And so you were retired, but somehow that retirement bug didn't last long. And can you tell us what happened next when you, after you moved to Florida and you were sick of playing golf all day? Uh, I can t- I tell you this. I was always involved in politics. In, fa- in fact, I ran uh, for the uh, city commission up there in Worcester, Mass. I wasn't successful, but I was always politically involved uh, in one form or another. So when we got down here back in 2012 or 11, somewhere around there, Boynton Beach was going through some really unbelievable times as yep. far as their politics. Uh, we've had that. Uh, we had our offices in the city, so we're in tune with the, the right. nuances of that of the city politics. Exactly. So when that happened, I said to the wife, I said, "Boy, I said this is going to be our home for how many years down the road?" I said, "We've got to get involved somehow. We're trying to make a difference." And so. She advised me not to, and it was probably good <laughs> advice, but I didn't hear to it like most times. She <laughs> said we, we ran. It was a very contentious race. It was four of us running for an open seat at the time. Mm. We had a runoff, and it's well documented. We uh, we won that election by three votes. Whoa! With two dollars, that's a field goal. We were very successful on the uh, you know successful elections afterwards. I had an opportunity as a city commissioner to work closely with, at that time, Representative Laurie Berman. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of work. And she was on our, she's been on our show previously. We, we right. had her on. Great, great yep. leader. Uh, she's kind of mentored me uh, in a way, and uh, it's been real helpful. So we worked very closely together uh, on some of the local issues. Okay, can I ask a question before we, we dive into how you got into the state house? So you did mention that you did run for office when you were up in Massachusetts, and unfortunately, you didn't win. What lessons did you learn from that election? And what did you take going forward into your in your future elections? Never take the public for granted. Okay, I think sometimes that we as politicians are being in a political world that you know, we we take everything for sometimes for granted. Chip O'Neill always said he had a great little story that uh, his neighbor, uh, let's use the name, Ms. Murray, he says, oh, thank you. She says, I didn't vote for you, Mr. O'Neill. He says, why? She says, because you didn't ask. And that is so important. If you're looking for people's trust, you've got to look them and shake hands, look them in the eye and tell them why that uh, you know, you're the guy or woman uh, that they should choose. Now, with that being said, this virus, this election cycle is very different. It's uh, a lot more social media, a lot more mails going out, that personal contact that you really need, I think, that I connect with. I, I enjoy that part of it. You're very personal, and I always enjoy, we've met at our COBRA meetings and different yeah. events and in Tallahassee, and I, I always tell everybody that the most important thing, Joe is an excellent uh, legislator, but overall, he's a good guy. He's the type of guy you want to go have dinner with, throw the football around with. He's a real decent guy, and that's really important in politics. Yeah, it, it really is, and I think that's probably the most important thing in politics, Steve, is to be liked, okay, because you can have the best policies and name. But if people don't like you for whatever reasons, it's it, you're not going to be uh, successful in this, in this you know field. Do you find politics has changed because of the times? And I don't mean the COVID time, just technology-wise, because now there's more social media platforms, more ways to get your your name out there. Oh, most definitely. Uh, the 
and I think this will change forever now, the way we're doing it right now. I, I think going door to door, door knocking, okay, I, I think that might be a thing of the past uh, in a way that these, plat these social media platforms are going to take over that. Once again, I like that connection, that human connection. Steve mentioned uh, going to the Cobra meetings, intermingling with the crowds into, the, into their uh, clubhouses and such. You get a feel, you get that dialogue, personal dialogue back and forth to see so many issues, to talk about so many issues or problems that they, that they face. So that's the part that I miss. But yes, it, it's going to be changed forever, I believe. Okay, so, my follow-up question is, you were mentioning that while you were on the city council of Boynton Beach, you were working with uh, Representative Berman, and then somehow you made a decision to uh, jump to the state, uh, rep the state house, and could you elaborate a little bit on that? It was just a natural transition, really, in politics, okay? It's all about opportunity and timing. It really is. I'm not going to run against a Representative Berman or a Senator Berman or a sitting incumbent. You just, I don't believe you do that. But if there's an opportunity in, as far as an open seat and you think you can bring to that seat some ideas and a better platform, and then I would encourage you to run. But just for the sake of running for an office, I don't have an ego. I, some politicians do. Quite a few have egos, okay? And I think maybe that's some of the part that makes the likability part of it, that you don't bring those egos into these gatherings. You're just a, just a regular guy but that governs through common sense. Okay? I was blessed with common sense. I have three younger siblings, and, and they all, uh, they're medical doctors, PhDs, and they hold doctorate degrees. I, I'm a, a, a product of a vocational high school where I had to think with my mind and use my hands. And it's helped me. It, it really has as far as into the politics. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What advice would you give someone just getting their feet wet in politics? You know, I, I think one of the hardest questions that you can ask a potential candidate is to look him or her in the eye and say, why are you running? I'll tell you, it's a hard, if you're not prepared or you're really not feeling it from the heart, that's a hard question to ask. Why are you running? Well, I want to make, you know, I want to, you know, get rid of world hunger and say climate, you know, those are all the answers. If you can talk passionately and from the heart, why you're running, why are you doing this? I think you come across more believable and more likable and, and probably more successful. Is, is politics as, see, when, when I see politics, I watch all these shows, and is it, is it as, does it get as, as dirty and gritty as I imagine? I don't go that way. I, I, I never uh, do negative ads in my eyes. It's all about, look, and I'm Joe Casello, and this is what I bring to the table. I, I, that's how I operate. I don't believe in, uh, you know, mudslinging. It doesn't get you, and quite frankly, people don't like it. People yeah. don't like all that negativity that goes on. Tell them yeah. what you do for them or you, what you're trying to do for them, and, and I think you'll go a long way. But how do you handle it when it's going on and you have no control over it? Like I said earlier, really, you've got to have a sense of humor and thick skin in this, uh, in this game, and just, uh, you just move on. You don't uh, respond to it. Unless it becomes personal, and then you evolve by family members, and now we're, now we're talking something different. But if, it's, if you want to name call on me, that's have fun with that. Uh, 
Okay, so I just want to focus a little bit. So I guess let, let's talk a little bit about your time on the Boynton Beach City Council. Uh, what was your proudest moment while you were serving on the city council? And, and what was your biggest challenge when you were on the city council? I'll, I'll tell you, Steve, there, there, was, there was a few. I wasn't happy the way the, our CRA was working. And I, we ended up replacing our CRA director, which gave our city a big boost as far as economic development. And I think that the Newtown Square project that's currently going on now, I had my hand in that from the conception of it from day one. And now to see it come to fruition, it's really a great feeling uh, that to say, listen, and every so often you you go down and you see your name on these little brass uh, corner plates (laughs) and your name is on it. say, hey, look at, you know, that's Joe Pacello there. Exactly. Something to be proud of for sure. Right. Never mind Five years, people won't know who Joe Casella was as far as city commission, but it just gives you a, a great feeling of self-satisfaction. You know? that, that's great. Yeah, I've lived in South Florida. I've lived in Palm Beach County since 2003, and I've always thought Boynton Beach has a lot of great potential. And now finally, in the last couple of years, it's finally starting to move towards its potential. And I, I thank you for that, for your hard work yeah, on that. Thank you. Uh, and I will say this, Steve. Uh, I think everyone who goes to Tallahassee should have to go through a mentorship of being on some type of local commission, city commission like that. Because when you sit on a city commission, there's only four other people, you and four other people. You only need two other people, two other votes to get your idea or project through the uh, end line. But you go to Tallahassee, there's 120 of us to sit on the house floor. And it's, I, I think it's... Uh, I don't want to use the word frustrating. I think it's challenging. And I, I was uh, fortunate enough to pass two bills in my freshman uh, session up there and bring home some appropriation money, which unfortunately- Well, you're, 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 you're reading my mind. That was my next question is, yeah. is yeah. What, your, what your proudest moments have been in your there time you in the legislature. Yeah, and, and, I, and that was accomplished by being that guy that- you can go into a room and people are not threatened by you at all. And to talk across the aisle to my uh, colleagues and they co-sponsored uh, my bills, helped me get it through. Obviously, we're in a minority party up there and it's hard to, to even get hearings on something that you, you, know, you feel very uh, passionate about. Can, can so, you elaborate a little bit on the two bills that you got passed? And congratulations. Being a new representative and being in the minority, that's almost that's unheard a big of. Deal. So we'd love to hear about those. Yeah, the, the first bill I passed, it was called, and it doesn't sound very exciting, but it was called ratification of the rules. And what, what that was is that we had previously passed a bill for our first responders for PTSD syndromes. Mm-hmm. And this bill needed a, um, a financial mechanism to fund that. And uh, I talked to the CFO, Jimmy Petronas, up there. He's obviously, he's the state fire marshal. And knowing that I was a firefighter, he came to me and asked me if I would sponsor that bill. Excellent. Uh, and so I was quite honored and, and awe and, you know, being a freshman up there. Uh, the second bill we passed, it's called uh, peer-to-peer counseling. And what that is, not recently now, it's, it's been some months, we had a couple local firefighters. One here in Boynton Beach who committed suicide. Um, due to some of the, you know, stresses mm. and uh, issues mm. that they face. And what this allows is it allows their, another firefighter, another paramedic 
to be able to sit down and talk with that individual and, and talk through somebody, some of the demons that they face. Uh, you know, we get all this great medical help, but I can tell you as a, a psychiatrist or a medical doctor, you don't know what it is to, to, to go into a situation and see some of the things that we've seen there and take them home to, to your family and loved ones. It really eats on you for years and months and really can affect your life. So this bill that we passed allows them to talk to the appearance without any uh, ramifications of a wrongdoing or a chief or such like that. It's just one-on-one -on -one that allows them to uh, air those issues that they might have. That's excellent. Thank you so much for that yeah. service to our community. Yeah, no, it was great. That is great. And that, that helps so much because I do, I'm of the belief that our firefighters and officers need a little bit more help than they're actually getting. Absolutely. Well, well yeah, and you're absolutely right. And for uh, somebody in the public safety to go say, I got to go talk to my uh, psychologist or psychiatrist, it doesn't happen. And they have like big egos in that sense where we mean, and so it's hard. So yeah. there's a kind of a macho type of culture yeah. and, and it shows yeah. if you go seek the help you need. And that, yeah. that's one thing we've talked about this on our show before with a variety of different professionals. And so, you know, mental health is looked at as somewhat of a stigma, especially in the first responders in, in our profession, in the legal industry, in the medical yeah, industry. In the Latin community. Right, yes. Every, in every, almost every community. That's one thing that I, we really appreciate you working to break down that stigma. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is, a stigma. And I think we need to do more for mental health. I think we still have a long way to go. We just got to have that, you know, conversation about it openly and move it forward. Absolutely. Okay, so I guess, God willing, you get reelected in November. What are your five? I know when you're in the state house, you can file six bills. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so what bills or what kind of issues are you looking to target for the next legislative session? But it's, it's not funny. It's ironic. Uh, I brought a bill up to Tallahassee last year, and it was the, I had talked to the property appraiser, Dorothy Jacks about the um, homesteading, the portability of homesteading and all. And we did all our research on it. And we brought it up to Tallahassee last, last session and uh, I was going to file it for a bill. The long and short of it is that my colleagues from across the aisle, they hijacked that from, from me and they filed it. And now you're going to see it, I think it is Amendment 5 or something on the... Oh, uh, yes. The yeah. increase from 2% to 3%. Yeah, Great. And See, that looks familiar. <laughs> See, that's what I said. Politics, they play dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's my take on that. It goes back to what we had mentioned earlier about egos. And so I don't have, but it's a good thing for Floridians. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem with that. If you want your name on it, and that's fine because, you know, it's good for everyone, that it's good for everyone. So I'm just happy that it's going to be on the ballot and we're going to move forward. But Steve, going back to the original question, is that I don't know. Because I think we've been out now since what? Oh, God, last March. March. Yeah. It seems like forever. We've had all these crises as far as this COVID and unemployment. My office has been swamped with it. And if you had read some of these emails and text messages, it, would bring, it brought tears to my eyes. That's mm -hmm. people, how they're hurt and how they're losing just about everything that their whole life's work because of this uh, system that's been broken from day one. But we haven't had that 
we have no talk. We have no conversation about it. The governor, obviously, we should be up here for a special session. We're going to be like something like $3.4 billion short in revenue in this oh. year's budget. Now, you ask me, what's, you know, how do I know what priorities I can have when I don't even know how much money there is going to be out there to spend? Very good, very good answer. Makes sense. Yeah, and then they project another almost $2 billion next year. We have something like $4 billion in reserves, but that's not going to cover the issues that we have. And no one has told me or even suggested to me how we're going to move forward with this and making up that lost revenue and moving the state forward. So until we get a, a real handle on this, I think the number one thing is where this revenue is going to be made up as far as uh, lost. And... How are we going to fix this unemployment system? Mm -hmm. uh, they just hired a new guy, one of my colleagues from across the aisle, Dan Eagle. He's taken over the system. We'll see where he goes. I commend him. He reached out to all the representatives, legislators, asking for ideas, what they thought they could uh, bring to the table. So th that's a good start, but we got a long ways to go. We get back mm. up. I, I just, I'd like to get back up there sooner than later, but it doesn't seem it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Is there a plan also? I know there's that moratorium for evictions, but is there a plan for all these people that are not going to be able to pay their rent? and Or their mortgage payments. Yeah, yeah or yeah. their mortgage payments. And, and unfortunately, they are going to be evicted. I, and, and we expect a lot of evictions, which in turn, in my mind, I think of New York City in the 80s with a lot of homelessness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But here's what they're doing right now. <clears throat> they keep kicking the can. They keep extending the date, dates for evictions and shutoffs and, and such. And that'll continue to like right after the election. And then we'll see the nitty gritty what's actually going to happen. Because no one wants to pull the trigger right now and start the eviction process or you know shutdowns or whatever before the election. So that's not going to happen before November 3rd. But after November 3rd, it, it is definitely going to be interesting. On But a lot of this uh, is on the shoulders of our federal government. Are they going to come back with some more CARES money, some more bailout money? Are they going to let that money be the states use it as bailout money that, to fill the coffers that they're uh, negative? So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I wish I had a, a direct answer. Uh, but I really don't know how this is all going to play out after the, after the election. Nothing's going to happen before the election but after the election. So that'd be interesting. Great. I guess what Alaska asked you, we'll each ask you one more kind of politics related question and then we're gonna go into some fun stuff, little pop culture, and then Selena's gonna take us home with the lightning round. <laughs> so my question for you is, and we talked about it when the episode first started, is you are on the ballot in November. And can you tell our listeners why the folks in your district should vote for Joe Casella? They, they should vote for Joe Casella because Joe Casella has been in the district from day one. Uh, this is not something I just started getting interesting in and it started. Steve, better probably than anyone, is that you've seen me at COBRA meetings for the last six, seven years. Even when I was a city commissioner, I was the liaison between the city and, and COBRA to go there to listen to the issues and the problems that, you know, that our Western communities face. So I've been in the communities from day one. I volunteer. Uh, I Saturdays, feeding South Florida. I, I'm on the board of trustees at the JFK uh, hospitals as far as the medical issues that come up. I've been there in the community. I continue to be in the community. My greatest pleasure and strengths are constituent work. 
You know, we can go up there and pass billion dollar budgets and policies and, and laws that, you know, people will soon forget. But when somebody calls you and is has an issue and you can resolve it or bring them to some kind of ending, it gives me great pleasure. I, and that's what I sleep on. So there's no one that works harder for his district than Joe Casello. And, and I've been there for, for many years, not only as a state legislator, but even not uh, when I was a city commissioner uh, for Boynton Beach. So I want to continue that. I want to be able to continue that. Just a follow-up question to that. As we know, uh, Tallahassee is, especially in the Florida House, it's pretty contentious. But who is your Republican best buddy? I, I will say this. They're, they're good people. I have a lot of good buddies up there. I work closely with uh, Caruso because his district is in my district. But let me, let me say this. What happens, my take up there in Tallahassee, is that a lot of what happens in Tallahassee, Tallahassee is governed by five individuals, the leadership, okay? And the, the Republican delegation or even Democratic delegation is what the leaders tell them to do. You know, you follow the leader up there. Because if you don't, especially if you're a Republican, you'll never get a bill heard. You won't get a penny of appropriations if you go against the establishment. So that's the problem. And they'll tell you this privately, but obviously they can't say it publicly. Uh, so when you see these votes that come down, they wrote down party lines. We see it now in, a, in the Senate, in, the, in, a, in Congress right now. It's because what leadership, the power that leadership controls. If we could all just do our own thing up there and vote with our hearts and conscience, we'd be a much better state. I really do believe that. But, you know, I, I have some good friends up there, connections, however you want to label it. We talk politics, we talk sports, we talk family. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, the vote, it's going along party lines. Okay. I want to know, Joe, how can the community get to know you? Since you're a very likable guy, well, uh, yeah. how can people reach you? How can they find you on social media? How can they just, if they, if they want to write you a letter, how do people get to know you? I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I have a nice website. It's uh, votejoepasello yeah. at dot com. Dot, I get my mail, emails the same as the, yeah. my email is votejoepasello at AOL, okay? And, but the website, it's votejoepasello dot uh, com and it explains a lot of what I stand for who I am and if you look at the endorsements that I got will tell you volumes of who I am I mean not only public safety because I'm a public safety I got the school teachers I got the business community and I got the environmental community I'm very proud of those endorsements. That, that covers most every interest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm not one-dimensional. That's the point I'm trying to bring here. You should never be one-dimensional in this business. Uh, you've got to be you know, somewhat flexible and open to everything. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth, I think, to listen twice as much as you talk. And that's made me a better you know, politician, if you will. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some pop culture questions for you. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sure you'll make it through. Okay. This is, this one is not so much. It's borderline politics. If you can ask our current president any question, 
what would you ask? What are you doing? I <laughs> that by saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> okay, I've got an easier question for you than that. But that's a, that is a good one. That is a, that's episode gold right there. My question is, what is your favorite song or songs of all time and why? I think the Eagles' Desperado is probably a very good song. One of, yeah, great song. I was single for a million years before I met. I was lucky to meet my wife, <clears throat> so I could always relate to that sadness in that song. Uh, I, never the, I never got the prettiest girl or anything right. like that, so I could relate to that. Yeah, I could relate to that song. Whenever I see your name or I see you, I'm going to think of that song now. That but, that's, but I love it. I like that. It's at least it's a good song. Well, well, I'm going to follow that up with, because <laughs> since you just threw out there that right. you were very single for many years, who was your celebrity crush? Yeah. You must have had one if you were single for so many years. Well, you were Goldie Hawn. Oh, yeah. I thought she, I thought she as a growing up as a young guy, and stuff, I thought she was hot. Probably in her 80s now, and she still looks great. Yeah, and yeah. her daughter is like her twin. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, Goldie Hawn. Okay, so then I'm going to ask another. So what is your favorite movie of all time and why? Oh, uh, I think that The Godfather won. Oh, excellent. Okay. Because I grew up in an Italian, uh, mm -hmm. you know, neighborhood and background. And I, I can see little bits and pieces of that. Not so much the violence part of it, but the family uh, issues that movie brings mm -hmm. together. Yeah, yeah. I, I can relate to that. I, I would say Godfather won. Uh, for, for a second, I thought you were going to say Overboard with Goldie <laughs> I watched that last night, so it's funny you said that. Okay, I'm going to take us to the lightning round. Don't worry, Joe. It's going to be just a series of questions, and you're, it's just this or that. Um, okay. And you tell us what you prefer, okay? Okay. Tacos or burgers? Burgers. Okay. Daiquiris or margaritas? Well, okay. Coffee or tea? 30 years of a... Firehouse coffee. <laughs> okay, so that's like rocket fuel. Right, it's got to be, yeah. Okay, Frank Sinatra or Ray Charles? I'm a Sinatra guy. Uh, I just, I listen to 100.3, all the oldies all the time. That's my radio station. I'm just an old, I'm just an old dog. That's all I am. <laughs> okay, pants or shorts? Oh, I don't have a pair of long pants down here. In fact, if I stood up right now, I'd embarrass myself. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I've I love done, it. I've done that in a, in a, I, when we have Zoom hearings. I'll wear the jacket up top. I've, I have business up top and party down low. You know? it's, it's a party below. Right. Uh, beach or mountains? You know, <laughs> I've been down here, what, over a dozen years now. I think I've been to the beach maybe, you can count them on one hand. You know, probably mountains. I'm, I okay, why do us Northerners do that? We moved to Florida and then we never go to the beach. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I, you know, I'm like 10 minutes to the ocean down here. And I, like I said, I've been probably about five times. I, 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 don't have a, I don't have an answer for that other than me. But, you all, but you're wearing shorts. That concludes my lightning round. See, it wasn't have, so I bad. To, I just wanted to add one more just because of the Godfather reference. De Niro or Pacino? Oh, oh De Niro. Okay, good, good. Okay, then one follow-up to no. that. As the Godfather, do you like Marlon Brando or De Niro? I like, I think De Niro. I, I like okay. Marlon Brando, but De Niro, yeah. He's just a great actor, yeah. Okay. okay. So what about Joe Pecci or De Niro? 
Oh, he's a great character player. I'll, I'll, yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy they wow. We just like to whack him sometimes. Yourself. Yeah, I grew up watching. <laughs> oh my that, god, I I, that I, I group love all of those actors. movies. Yeah, I love those movies. That Goodfellow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let me add one more then. The Godfather or Casino the other night. Yeah, that was that's another good movie. I, I'm just gonna stick with The Godfather, but I enjoyed watching Casino the other night. It was on uh, on television. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I saw that too. I cried. Yes, <laughs> those are all great. Okay, so how will we find you online? And we'd love to promote your promote all your social media and your websites uh, because our, a lot of our listeners are millennials. That's and so they don't like to turn on the TV or open up the mailbox or anything like that. They like I, I to stay checked, online. I haven't checked my mail, Joe, in like about two weeks. I don't. If I didn't get in an email, I don't know what's happening. I had to look that word up to see what the heck it was all about. I guess I'm a, what am I, a baby boomer, right? That, that's yeah. Yeah. Yep, you are, you are. I'm a thiefsty, thanks. No, I'm, I'm in between both of you. I'm Generation X, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're just doing some cross-checking here. <laughs> uh, visit me on my website. I, I think that explains uh, everything, my issues, where I stand on the issues, tells a little bit about my family, my little bit about my background, uh, versus just giving you snippets of it. Uh, and it's easy enough to do. It's mojoposello.com. Uh, uh, if you want to personally uh, reach out to me, um, here's another one, mojoposello at aol.com. Uh, and you can find Joe on Facebook as well? Yeah. Yes. Joe Pasello on Facebook. Uh, I'm all over Facebook. Uh, I got my own state representative page, and I have my personal page uh, that we have on there. Yeah, there's ways to, to see what it's all about, who I am, what am I about. I'm not that advanced yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you there. Yeah, she's, Selena's the Instagram master, so. I, I had a, honest to God, this is, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's sad. I, I had to hire media people to, to, you know, do the social media stuff, put stuff out on, on Facebook and these mass email, email mailings and stuff. I'm learning. I'm le- I've come a long way, believe me, but I still have a long ways to go. Yeah, yeah. That's a site. Uh, I'll have the uh, I'll have that Instagram thing done. November so, is so, it, November third is a very important date. Vote early and often for Representative Casello. And again, uh, Selena, did you want any parting words with the representative? I, I was just going to speak on on the millennials. Millennials are now shifting from Facebook, out of Facebook to Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we do because millennials don't like to read. <laughs> yeah. I have a twenty-year-old stepdaughter, uh, Trinity, and and she's the she's like I'm still on AOL. Think about that, folks. AOL that came you know it came out right after the dinosaurs passed, you know, and I'm on it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to trans- transition into Gmail. I see a Gmail address for me versus AOL. Okay, excellent. That's Thank you great. so much, Representative Casello, and we'd love to have Jan. God willing, after the election, you can give us a preview of the legislative session. We really enjoyed you, and good luck. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. And you're right, Steve. People, whoever you, you know, preferences. This is the election cycle. You need to make it happen. Go out there yeah. and go for your favorite candidates. Uh, but I, I look forward to the support, and I'll be there out there for you and your community. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Attorneys Are Human Too. Please subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast host. Please also leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to seeing you next time.